Hello, and welcome to the Studio Alchemy podcast. This is episode 85, Transformation and Big Magic. A quote of the day was said by Elizabeth Gilbert. She wrote, we are all walking repositories of buried treasure. Hello, everyone. The purpose of this podcast is to explore creative ways to transform our lives using visualization, manifestation, art making, and new age self-help techniques. Alchemy was the ancient study of changing materials from one thing into another, and we all do this every day. Every choice you make is transforming our world. On this podcast, we explore ways we can change both our physical and spiritual selves for the better. On this podcast, we hunt for the wise balance between accepting what is and taking empowered action. My name is Addie Hirshton. I am an artist. I sign my paintings with the name Vita. I teach online creativity classes and have written a few books, including The Alchemy of Painting, Developing Your Style and Purpose, and uh, a book that came out last year, Start Selling Your Art, a guide for starting a professional art business. And that is um, available on Audible if you want to listen to it. When this podcast first started, it was to share stories just about artists, and then that morphed into our artist interviews, and now I've expanded our topic of discussion to include ways everyone can harness their creative energy. And of course, if you want to find out more about uh, everything that I do or sign up for my artist newsletter, go to studioalchemy.art. Announcements. All right, so for those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a long time, you might have noticed I changed the title of it. Since I started this podcast in 2015, the title has been uh, The Alchemy of Art Podcast. And I recently realized, you know, really, I, I want to expand our topic of discussion, and I have been expanding our topics of discussion to include ways anybody can harness their creative energy. And I wanted for the title to not have the word art in it any longer. Yes, I'm, of course, still an artist, and I do artistic things every day. I'm sure we'll interview more artists in the future. But I was just feeling restricted by that. Like, oh, I should just be talking about the topic of art. But I want to expand. I want to talk about how I use visualization to make my dreams come true, how I've, I read lots of books on metaphysics and apply those principles to my life. And, um, and it's also sort of a little liberating for me, I'll say, because a few years back, I was with a partner, a romantic partner, who was an atheist. And because of that, I always felt shy about sharing my spiritual beliefs and how I apply the lessons of, of many different religious teachings to my life. And I, I, when I was a child, I had several religious experiences, uh, another religious experience when I was a young adult. And, but I felt like, oh, I don't ever want to talk about those things because he would think it was silly. And this was just me self, uh, self-censoring. <laughs> this was me holding myself back from talking about any of those things or how they, you know, how I apply those thoughts and feelings in my artwork. But after, you know, being 
stepping back from that relationship for a couple years now, I finally realized, well, you know, I really want to be able to talk about these things more, explore them more. And I'm writing a book right now that's about symbolism and ways where pe that people use symbols as, as talismans, for example, to hone their spiritual energy, to focus on an image uh, that is an ideal for them so that they can make that ideal come to life. Um, and th there's so many different things I'm talking about in that book, but I realized, you know, on the podcast, I want to be able to talk about those things that I've been researching and, and just diving deeper into it. So for, for me, this feels a little brave to say, you know, this, the things I want to talk about on the show, I want it to be more open to spiritual discussion. And, um, and I'm, I'm really excited. I have a long list of topics to, to talk about on the show that are just for me new and fresh and different, or at least new and fresh and different to talk about. A few years back, one of my episodes, I talked about the book Big Magic. That's called uh, Big Magic, Creative Living Beyond Fear by Elizabeth Gilbert. And I don't remember what I said. Now, after I get off here, I'm going to go back and find that episode and listen to it. Um, but I thought, I just reread it, and I want to have this be sort of the first book to talk about on the show um, with a, a new spin, new title. The book Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert discusses ways in which creative people, um, and so for her, it's, she's a writer, how creative people can apply themselves to their craft, how they should incorporate it into their lives, and her beliefs about uh, creative ideas. And, um, and I love it because it's, it's a very empowering book. I feel inspired having read it, rejuvenated. I feel ready to take on new tasks. And there's, there's lots of things she talks about in it that uh, I want to discuss here. I'm, I've got my notes. One of the ideas she covers in the book, which is, it's a little, it's like the most controversial uh, of the ideas in the book, is, is the, the thought that ideas are a, a whole separate life form in and of themselves. She says, ideas are an embodied energetic life form. And what she means by that is that an idea can be floating in the air and it wants to find a home. You know, maybe it's the idea for the next big machine <laughs> that's going to be made. And somebody's going to say, aha, yes, this is the next step uh, in um, progress, toward progress, if you will. <laughs> But uh, it's got to catch hold. It's got to be caught by somebody. And I've had many ideas. I, I have way more ideas than I could ever possibly do in my whole entire life. And uh, so to, to relieve myself uh, a little bit, I will write down. I have a whole notebook that's got ideas, just ideas, ideas, ideas. And some of those ideas are ones that I'm going to embrace and say yes to and say, yes, I'm going to follow through on that. I'm going to do the whole project to completion. And others, I just have to say, you know what, I'm just going to give it up. Hopefully somebody else will do a similar project and bring that idea into fruition. 
But I, I do think that there's an energy to ideas that if you, if you start a project, um, say I start a painting, and, um, and and I just do the first couple layers and I don't finish it, if a certain amount of time has lapsed, it's really hard to pick that painting back up and complete it. She talks about in the book how she started a um, another book that was a fiction book and she got the ball rolling on it, uh, fleshed it out, and then because of life and things going on, she had to push that book aside and a couple years passed. And she just gave up on the book. It says, finally said, you know what, I'm just going to have to say that it's dead, it's, it's gone. I'm going to have to start fresh with something new because it had just lost its energy. It's, it's just, you know. So then another friend of hers uh, wrote a book that was on the, the same topic. And she feels that she passed the idea to the friend inadvertently, and the friend picked up that idea uh, on you know, sort of a metaphysical plane, an energetic plane of existence, scooped it up, and then brought it to life. So consider that for yourself. Do you believe an idea has a, an energetic form in and of itself? Could it be passed from one person to another through an embrace, or could it just float through the air and until it finds a home. You know, there, in ancient Greece, there was this, this concept of the muse. And the muse is this, the muses were these characters who uh, would be up on Mount Olympus and they would come up with a new idea. And then someone on the earth would come up with the same idea at the same time. So they're sort of, they have a divine origin, if you will, in that myth. How do you feel about that? Think about that. Uh, I certainly think that, that sometimes ideas come to us because a life experience has happened and then that idea wants to be voiced, okay? One of the things she talks about in Big Magic is how she got accused by several people that her book, Eat, Pray, Love, which is about going through divorce, how people thought, oh, you stole my idea. The idea of writing a memoir about a divorce and, and going through the process of grieving over the relationship and then coming out the other side better and stronger. That's what Eat, Pray, Love is about. I think there's so many people who've gone through similar things in our culture the past hundred years. Of course, there's gonna be someone who's going to write about it in a poignant and eloquent way that will then resonate with a bunch of people who've gone through similar things. Um, so is the idea coming from just the experiences that we're having and then we might several people come up with a similar idea at the same time because of that shared experience, almost a universal experience that everyone is having, or could it be a divine origin? Another idea that I love to see. Page 86, she said, you do not need anybody's permission to live a creative life. And she's talking about how you don't have to get a, a degree in art or writing you just sit down and you do it. You create and you make creating a part of your life. 
in this section, she also talks about not quitting your day job so that your creative life, your hobbies, whatever they are, can live and grow without the pressure of having to make money doing it. And I wholeheartedly agree that I've seen some artists crash and burn and then walk away from art completely because they got caught up in, I've got to be making money doing this. And it's heartbreaking to see when that happens because they, here they have something that's very meaningful to them. They're putting their heart and soul into it and they think it has to be full time or nothing. It, and if you are a creative being, which I believe every person on the planet is creative, it's just going to come out in different, different ways. You're a creative being. You want to be moving and taking action. I'm taking a class with Sabrina Ward-Harrison, and I don't know if she was quoting someone else or if this was her, but she said during the class, she said, art is action. We embrace what we want. We take things and we transform them and we come out the other side of action. <clears throat> and you don't need permission. You don't need to have a degree. You don't need to have an award to be valuable as a creative being. You just need to sit and do the process to take action. And I, I want to I want to add that uh, for me, but part of what I'm transforming the podcast is I want to really use that word transformation a lot because that's what it ultimately is about to me. If I sit down and I make a painting and I I do this I step by step process, I complete it, or say I I clutter clear my room, I get rid of everything that represents things I don't want anymore in my life. Or perhaps I make a plan for my garden for this summer and I want to make sure that I have several different things for butterflies and birds in that garden. I have an idea and then I, I, I do this step-by-step -step process and that in it I'm taking objects and I'm transforming them. But I'm also transforming myself. My inner self is going to be reflected in that outer manifestation, if you will, in the outer objects of my life. So transformation is a, a key part of what I'm interested in because it feels good to me. It feels empowering when I, I look at something, I say, this is the, what I want. This is not ideal. My garden as, a, as just a lawn with nothing for the wildlife, that's not what I want. So I'm going to do step one, step two, step three, so that it's transformed into what I do want. It's transformed into my ideals. And I don't have to quit my day job to have that power, to step into that power. A funny thing happened the other day. A friend came over to my art studio and she said, oh, Addie, you were such a powerful woman. And, and it was kind of funny, I mean, because I don't think of myself as powerful, but I, th I think it can be perceived with, that there's such power in the transformative process that if you're the sort of person who has an ideal and then you take the action, 
that is stepping into your power. That is what it is to be a person who's actually alive and letting the spark of life and creation motivate them and push them forward. It reminds me of the poem by Dylan Thomas. He said, the force that through the green fuse drives the flower drives my green age that blasts the roots of trees, the force that drives the water through the rocks. That force that through the green fuse drives the flower, that is life itself. That is action. And if you want to transform your own life, articulate your ideals, write them down. What is it that you want to see? And then step into your power by taking action. And a final note on the book, Big Magic. She said, only when we are at our most playful can divinity finally get serious with us. Another concept I love is, well, if I create a painting and I'm really trying hard to make it a good painting, because there's so much I want to say with it. Um, I, I'm not being playful. I'm not having fun. I'm not enjoying the process. I'm not just letting the push that drives the green flower. I'm not letting it drive me forward with a playful, uplifting energy. Um, if I get too serious about it, it's not fun. It's not life-affirming. So as a final note today, I want to go back to the quote of the day that I started with. She said, Elizabeth Gilbert said, we are all walking repositories of buried treasure. For me, one of the things that has been buried treasure of late that I have realized this buried treasure that I want to unearth, dig up, and bring into the light of day are my own spiritual beliefs. And I want to bring them into physical form through my artwork I, and words and sharing with others. And I, I want to no longer a, take it so seriously, and B, feel that it should be a secret buried treasure. No, I, I want to be strong and take action. And hopefully that will inspire and spark other people to do the same, to speak with their own voice. I th I've ended all of the shows here with... May you find your voice. You know, when you're an artist, if you're a painter, there can be a lot of emphasis on trying to find your unique style. And I think that unique style ends up coming out in the work if you just create the work. It's like handwriting. If you just write, then your handwriting eventually emerges as your unique handwriting that no one else has. And similarly, if you create a painting and you create painting after painting after painting, your own style emerges. You find your voice just from the process of doing that thing. 
So I'll end on that note. This concludes the Studio Alchemy podcast. (laughs) May these thoughts and stories comfort and heal your spirit. May you be filled with inspiration. May you be like the lotus flower and build your home in the muddy water. May you find your voice.